All right, you're listening to They Said I'm Funny, a podcast for people doing open mics or wanting to do open mic comedy. My name is Adam Wolf, and I'm here with my co-host, Justin Moreno. Yeah, Marina. Moreno. Moreno. Yeah, yeah, however. Yeah, I'm from El Paso. Texas. I got yeah, yeah, to roll the R's uh, terribly like a white person, no, but fine. it's got to work. All right. Um, this podcast is, uh, like I said, it's a podcast. Uh, we're going to explore um, the process of starting open mic comedy uh, from before you even start to getting on the stage to finding the right open mic, all everything that has to do with stand-up comedy. You know, like if you're looking for a podcast about being a successful stand-up comedy who tours, all that, you're in the wrong place. This wrong is just place. to get started. We're all about the open mics. Yeah. So this is this is our first episode. Um, we're going to basically interview each other so you, the audience, can get to know us better. And then we're going to talk about this podcast, why we decided to do it, um, and basically where we want to go with it. So uh, we're going to introduce uh, ourselves. So go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself. Yeah. Justin Marino. I guess I've been in the game for about two years, and the game I'm t- referring to is comedy <laughs> as a whole. Um, yeah, it's always been a passion of mine, uh, a hobby and a passion. And so I guess from like a, a voyeur's perspective, I just wanted to see if it was something realistic, something that that's I could. A, that's a common theme in your life, right? Being a yeah. voyeur? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um so two years ago, does that mean you started like right around COVID? Right. And so I know one of our topics is like in person versus like yeah. virtual comedy. Yeah. And I've never dabbled in the virtual. Yeah. I, I think if when we get to that point, I think Diesel Greasel would be a perfect guest for that oh, episode because yeah, like he does meta that world. Meta, meta world stuff. And there are some other people we could talk to about doing like the Zoom shows and stuff, which I never um, I never did any of those. But yeah, that's that's a I, I always the comics that because I stopped doing comedy for a while, then I started back again was kind of when COVID was dying down again. And then starting back, like things were starting back up and then all the variants started to hit, but it was interesting to see like a comic like you that was brand new in the craziest time period for doing any kind of live performing. Like it, it, um, but good yeah. thing we were in Texas. Yeah. No, no one cared. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost like COVID didn't <laughs> exist. I mean, those people that died, they oh, existed, yes. but COVID, yeah. It past, was the flu or they were past. old, yeah. <laughs> we lost half of our conservative Texas <laughs> listeners right there that I I'm going to I I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it nice and uh, we'll move on. Um so you um where are you are you from Central Texas? Are you from yeah, here? Or, yeah, yeah, born yeah. and raised. I moved around a lot during my college years. Arlington, uh Austin, college station like just bouncing around just trying to i don't know chase girls different different stuff but um yeah settled back where i started yeah it's, I, I am from el paso and so and then i as soon as i graduated high school i joined the army and it's always interesting so you're from here and then you settled in the same place like i i've i've never the only time i go to my hometown is when I'm visiting relatives that still live there. So that, um, that has nothing to do with stand up. It's just an interesting, mm-hmm. like it's a whole world that's, I see people like, Oh, I ran into so-and-so at, at, at Applebee's or something. And I'm like, it would be pretty crazy if I ran into somebody from <laughs> high school, like nine hours away. But, 
Um, so you were saying you've always been interested, like, are we talking like when you were a wee lad? Are we talking, yeah, you know, for sure. Like, yeah. Um, just growing up, my, um, my uncle got me into it, I guess. Like he was one of the first ones that like got me CD, like a CD. And I think it might've been like maybe a blue collar one, like mm-hmm. something safe yeah. you know, for everybody. And he was just giving an 11, 12, 12 year old, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> at the same time, like Weird Al Yankovic was still like super, like this was late, mid to late nineties, and so yeah. he was like at his peak. Yeah, he's come back and, and he's and come gone back, away yeah. a few times. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then the movies out, the biopics out. That I was a uh, yet. oh yeah with um Harry Potter. Yeah, that was um <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe around the time when uh <laughs> Gangsters Paradise came out. Rest yeah. in peace, Coolio. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, so that, that was that, a tough Wednesday night yeah. for everybody. <laughs> yeah, so we had an open mic at a place called Corky's in Temple. It's uh, Usually it's one of the best open mics in Central Texas. It's just comedy. The venue's set up really nice for comedy. And um, apparently Justin, my, my wonderful co-host Justin, found out that Coolio died mere minutes before the open mic started and opened up the open mic. Um, just like yeah, with the- Like literally- Let's pour yeah. one out for him. And I think uh, a lot of us comics, surprisingly, I guess the younger comics go to Austin and in the big cities try to make it big. And we're like the older ones that have jobs and can't move somewhere. And so we all were, were touched and hurt. And yeah. the one audience member that was there was... He was distraught. Yeah, he was... Uh, yeah, he, was so. visi- he was visibly distraught. Yeah, because I was already... At that time, I was already in high school, so like, there's a little bit of an age difference. It's not too bad. It's not as because you have a, a baby face. So I thought yeah. you were much younger than me, but you're you are much younger than me, but not that much. Yeah, yeah, thirty four. Yeah. So when you were so when, so I, and I guess if you're going to interview me later, I'm I'm spoiling some of that interview. But I I loved comedy like from a young age, but I never even up until. Right before I started, I never thought I would do comedy. Did you, like when you were younger, was it just something you liked or did you actually think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a stand-up comic. Yeah, I don't know when that that idea popped into my head. Like this was, this is doable or like attainable. And so my first one, I don't want to say my career is based like on a foundation of yeah. lies, but... <laughs> My CEO likes to take claim for my first mic. Yeah. But my first mic was when I turned 30. Uh-huh. So that was four years ago. And it was at the Improv in Arlington. Nice. Yeah. Um, And so because it was for my birthday, like I was able to get a good group of people. And this was before I learned all like the proper like etiquette. So I brought like 20 people and then they watched me do my five minutes and then we left. Like, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> that it is was not very a, That rude. is not a nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware of any of that. And so after that, because, and I think that's what a lot of what we're going to talk a, a lot about with like the newer guys, it's a lot easier to make people that you like, that like you like laugh. Yeah. And so like, yeah. if it was almost like a private room. And so I felt like that was almost like a false positive and I needed to get back up there and see if you know, any of these, in any of these jokes were writable or, you know, workable. And so my parents were hanging out at Corky's like on a Sunday 
and they were like, hey, come grab a drink. You know, we're just, you know, brunching, hanging out. And I saw the open mic like on chalk on the chalkboard. And I was like, oh, and I asked, I'm, I'm assuming it was Mel. It's always been Mel. Um, I asked Mel, you know, what that was about. And she's like, yeah, every Wednesday and what time sign up and da, 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 da. And so that one, that was when Mycia was consistent yeah. in hosting yeah. um, about 18 months, you know, a year and a half ago. And I went, you know, just to scope out the scene. And like you said, even from the beginning of it, it's a, it was always a good vibe. Oh, yeah. Good people, um, good comics. And, and um, that is kind of uh, something that I tell, like, Brandon or some of the other new guys, like, this isn't the same atmosphere you're going to get from an every open mic in Austin. Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. We, we are very chummy. We're very welcoming. It's and, the polar opposite of of a lot of open mics. Yeah, yeah. And, and not everyone. Yeah, and yeah. so when you say like it's the best mic in Central Texas, no, I I can yeah. wholeheartedly agree, uh, just because of that atmosphere and the the, the way my C has kind of built that. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of so many factors. The audiences, with the exception of this past <laughs> Wednesday, are, they're usually pretty good. The venue, it's it's not built to be a, a comedy. I don't. It's I wouldn't even say it's necessarily built to be a performance venue. But it is they've they've done the best they could with that that spot. It is a really good good open mic, and that that is going to be definitely a topic of, of of deciding when you first start out. How do you decide what kind of open mic to go to, where to go, yeah. you know? And and we're lucky that we live in in Temple, Waco. That are, we can we can edit that out if we don't yeah. want to say where we live. But we live in the Central <laughs> Texas area, so there's some homegrown stuff like in Temple and Colleen and all that. But then. We can also drive up to to Dallas, and there's just a ton of actual comedy clubs and yeah. and bars, and then down to Austin, it's the same thing. And so, um, there are probably some people like in Minnesota that are listening to this, like live out in the country, that oh, I would love to do stand up comedy, and they're jealous because we have we have these options. So I I definitely feel lucky. Um, you had you did mention, and and so one of the things that we have talked about doing this podcast for is to to give tips and tricks and helpful info um and we'll get back to the interview but i just wanted to stress what you were talking about uh, when a comic comes in to an open mic or a show they do their set and then they leave and the audience leaves it is it is it's bad form i mean there are times where it's acceptable you know like if a comic um has a show later that night. Like we did cup of Joe's one time when that was still going on and Alex had a show in temple. So it was understandable that he had to leave. It was nice that he came in and supported the open mic, but we understood he had to leave. Yeah. But, um, it is tough if at all possible. If you, if you go to an open mic or a show and you bring audience members, try to keep them there for the whole show to, to, because it's going to benefit you as a comic and the whole audience. But, um, it happens. And like you said, you didn't know, and there's a lot of stuff. That's why we're doing this podcast. There's a lot of stuff that that happens as an open mic comic. You know, not even beyond in your career when you're man like just doing an open mic. There are a lot of rules that people yeah, don't know. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, so you you started comedy like right now on a you know like how serious are you? Is it a hobby to you? Are you are you? Um, do you have dreams or, or, or plans to, to try to like tour to, um, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever be able to tour. I think that makes me nervous in that 
that I lack a fan base. You know, like I feel like people are significantly more successful as in, you know, just yeah. trying to like, hey, come check out Adam and Justin on Thursday night. at You know, and so I don't think that would hurt my ego if we only sold eight tickets that night. But it would just be like if we needed those tickets to yeah. sell, then that would like add on to my anxiety that. Yeah, there's. Yeah, there's different levels because, um, you know, of course, somebody like a, a Louis C.K., Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, like they, or even even Tom Segura, you know, like there are certain names that if you're into comedy, you know them. Yeah. If you're not into comedy, you may or may not know them. Um, that's that le- like the n- next level down from like a Kevin Hart. Yeah. And those guys and gals, because they're so famous, they, they bring an audience, you know, right. like. Um, and then you have just the touring comics that they're doing like Cap City. They're, you know, yeah, they're they, not, I, they're yeah, not so on the, you know, they're not on the big nights, you right. know, they're, they may be featuring, but they're not. So there, there are people that come in for them. They may have seen them before or, Hey, you know, but a lot of times it's like, Hey, it's, it's Thursday. Cap City's having the show. Let me go, you know, or it's a bar or venue or whatever. And yeah, and you, I, yeah. I consider David Tell a yeah. huge name in comedy, but like you said, Cap yeah. City, he was on I think Friday, Saturday, but it's Sunday. Pa- you know, it's packed. Yeah. you know, all, because all of shows, him. Yeah. yeah, all shows are sold out. Um, sure. I have a buddy. Uh, a good example is my friend Daryl Felsberg. Like he in the in the Texas comedy scene, he is well known. Like you, a lot of touring comics know him because he he does North Texas, like Paris, Oklahoma, like Lower Oklahoma, all that. Um, but he's not like a nationally known comic and, but he's touring, you know, and he's, he's making a lip, that's his job. He, you know, and so, um, a lot of those, that level, they do like cruise ships, you know, and, and so there are going to be nights where, you know, uh, when I met Daryl, he came and did, uh, the Beltonian in Belton that lasted just a few months. And I'm the night we were there, there was not a lot of people there, but then maybe the next night he goes to a different town and, different out. club and sells yeah. out so that that is a risk and that's why you see a lot of those guys selling merch and because they don't always make a lot of money off of comedy yeah. you know and that um and then you have people like alex who and alexis who do um like they don't tour but they do like little pockets of shows here and there so yeah. it's like a mini tour so there yeah. there are a bunch of levels that you can get to or or pursue um and i guess i guess as far as like those like aspirations go I, I guess I just want to be booked consistently. Yeah. Maybe, maybe once a month, like for now, like short term goals. Yeah. And um, so I need to like you like we were talking about, like privately, like just the more mics you're doing, the more people you're meeting, the more shows you're going to get, you know, and, that, and that's as simple as that. And so if I need to go down to Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, you know, wherever. Yeah, I can I can tell you that from my experience when I was getting booked the most, because in, if you stick around in the in the corkies classy realm you're going to get booked but there's a limited number of people producing shows where you go down to austin or up to dallas you have a good open mic it it creates an opportunity with even if it's just one comic you do that show with that one comic and there's other comics on that show if you have a good show they see you and it's like a it's like a pyramid scheme of getting booked so um and uh yeah i guess i don't i don't know if how simple we want to make things but if you are a a like you've never done comedy getting booked means you get hired to do a show so like um around here we have a lot of smaller showcases at breweries or bars 
And it's usually three or four comics doing like 10 to 15, 20 minutes. Um, sometimes there's a, the more traditional style with a, a headliner doing like a half an hour to 40 minutes. And then the other guys do less time. And when I say guys, I mean yeah, men and women. Yes, I don't want yes, anybody yes, to yes. get offended. Guys um, is non-binomial yes. on this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, being booked means you're getting actual. Well, I mean, you, you might get drink tickets. You might get. What do they call it? Uh, exposure. Yeah, um, that's but always your favorite it's, form of payment. <laughs> it is not an open mic. It's it's a show where people either pay to come in or at, at the the bar. It's it's a deal with the bar or something, a free show, and it's an actual show with the poster and all that. You don't get booked to do an open mic. You go to an open mic and you sign up, and yeah. we'll we'll discuss that more later. But I don't want like some. 11 year old out there in America that in North Dakota that is like, I want to do stand up. And he's like, what, what is he talking about? Booked? Um, yeah, trafficking. Just, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to clap. So I know to edit that part out. <laughs> we will. This is not a trafficking podcast, Justin. Um, there's a market right. out there for that. So <laughs> we talked about this. We're getting too explicit. We're going to get on some, uh, QAnon list or something. You keep... <laughs> All right. So, uh, Sounds like they're grooming. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we talked about uh, when and where you started. We do, how like you you talked about your first open mic, um, and I, I've I've had this discussion with other uh, people, not comics, that were like my friend CJ. He's a radio DJ in Austin. He um, he was asking me questions about doing stand up comedy which is ridiculous because he has access to like actual successful, maybe he just knew I'm a perennial like uh, forever open mic comic. So he wanted, I'm the expert on open mics and he was at, he was asking me all these questions and he didn't, he would not tell me when he was going to go do his open. He didn't want any, but not even like a friend that knew who he was because he I wanted it to be completely organic, like completely. If they laugh, it's because he's funny, not because, you know, right. Adam is the guy that laughs at everybody or his friend, you know, like you said, your entire family or your, all your friends were there. Yeah. Um, so that open mic gave you a false sense of, Oh, this is easy or this, you know, I don't know. I'm not putting words in your mouth, yeah, but, yeah. um, how was that second open mic that you'd said it was at yeah, Corky's? Yeah, the second yeah. one was at Corky's. Yeah. And so, which was kind of your real open mic experience. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. why I tell my CEO that was my first, that was like my first legitimate, open mic because there wasn't you know a crowd of my friends and family you know willing to give me some of those sympathy your laughs. future friends and families we are yeah. your future friends yeah. i've yeah. got a lot of best friends now <laughs> of course uh, anybody who signs up on wednesdays yeah. <laughs> no but um i thought i i feel like it went well i'm the only note that i got from my co was when she was like i thought you were gonna suck and that didn't and, you know, that was it. Yeah. But that was enough to keep me going. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I think we had a small conversation, maybe not that night, but um, I could see that you were funny and that your jokes were really funny. Um, and you seemed pretty nervous, like especially now that I know you, yeah. you were very nervous and you were for your first few times that I saw you, because that around, that was around the time I after my big, long break for COVID. That's around the time I started back again. Um, the first few times I remember you were mostly, you weren't like just checking your notes No, to remember you reading. were reading, yeah. you know? And so, um, but you were one of those that I saw a, like a lot of potential in, um, 
I appreciate that. And and you've worked, and I think we talked about it that you know you may not remember because that was so long ago, and back then I was just some strange, creepy old guy. Um, <laughs> but there are some comics that are like the opposite, like um, Gary Sprague, for instance. Um, the first time I saw him, I was like, "What is this guy?" Like he, I don't, has he told, like he's talking really fast. I don't know if any of these are at like jokes, if it's a story and he's gotten, there's still some nights where he, he's, no, I understand. he's less, to, he's more talky and less jokes, yeah. but, um, and that, that he, might be depend on some yeah. sobriety. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. like just because sometimes he'll get up there after having a good day yeah, yeah. and just tell us about his Europe trip, which yeah. is a good story, <laughs> yeah. you know, around, I think, you know, around a campfire, you know, having a few beers and. But it, you know, it's 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 that a, it's an example of like the different journey because with him, I was like, I I don't know what the hell this guy's doing. With you, I was like, okay, I can see where the jokes are. I can, you know, once he gets comfortable on the stage, you know, yeah. it's and so and, and so there's a lot. I'm I'm excited <laughs> to talk about the new guys or or girls, you know, that visit us on the show. Like so much of that comfort just comes from getting up there. Yeah in doing it you know and that's that's literally all that's going to get you a little bit of that bravado you know whether or not it's a a bomb or a kill like you know i did it i did i did my five minutes or whatever and i I don't do a lot of other like cultural like performance art things so i don't know but i feel like stand-up comedy is one of those things like with music if you're the lead singer you probably have to have some charisma and stuff but like if you're the guitarist you can be you can practice at home and get really really good you can practice in the studio with your fellow musicians and get really good and do a good job on the stage and i'm sure there is something about being on the stage but i feel like with comedy it doesn't matter how much you practice at home how much you write until you get on the stage and you do it over and over and over again you're you're not going to be you can get funnier just writing jokes but you're not going to be a better stand-up comedy or comic. There's right. there's a difference between just being funny and being a good stand-up comic. There's right. there's difference. Just like there's difference between being a regular stand-up comic and being a host. That yeah. you know, like, um, and it. So I I do think that is, and we'll go into it when we talk more after after we interview each other. Which at this point it might be a four-hour podcast, <laughs> but it's it's really good. Um, when. Uh, when people ask me, like, should I do stand-up comedy? It's like, well, yeah, just do it, yeah, you know? Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, and do it as much as you can. And, and if you... Yeah, I, ha- was, yeah. I was briefly talking to you about... We, we were brainstorming some ideas of Gast. And, yeah, like, a previous student of mine, like, you know, he's already 21, and I think he's in, in the military and things of that sort. And he was... You know, I, I like getting those dms of like hey i'm is this funny yeah and then he'll send me something and then you know we can do a quick little workshop of like oh and i think my favorite like notes as far as like you know a joke is like oh i thought you were gonna go this way with it but you went this way with it and then if you know what you say like oh i thought this is where you're going with it, oh yeah and that's funny you're like oh I didn't even think you yeah, know, the that misdirection. Didn't even cross, yeah, 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 that didn't even cross my mind, and so I've always, I've always appreciated those notes, and so I, I hope he is a guest, cause, yeah, because he's super green, never set foot on stage, and yeah, and we can. I think he'd be, 
I don't know if he's going to be funny, but <laughs> well, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to build this as a humor podcast because yeah. I want it to be more informational. It's going to be funny because of the guests we have. I'm yeah. not going to say because of us, because um, <laughs> but because of the guests we have. But I want it to be more about these are some tips, tricks, you know, yeah. hints, like sage advice. Yeah, from yeah a, your first five, right for yeah. seven, because you're going to be so nervous talking oh, so yeah. fast. And then if something doesn't land, you move on. Don't don't. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think it's always I get a kick out of people that kind of get defensive like that was yeah. funny. if you do it in a funny way that can be there are different ways you can respond to not getting any laughs and yeah but the Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. stare is yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it and that comes with time too yeah that just knowing when when to just move on when to you know, make, make a self-deprecating remark when to yeah, like yeah. stare at somebody and explain yeah, the joke or, yeah. you know, like, um, yeah. And I, I've always appreciated that too. Yeah. Like to repeat it verbatim. Yeah. And then maybe if, if it's just a little bit of a different tone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, the moon sucks. Like I, that's one of my favorite bits. Well, when, uh, I only told it because you guys made fun of me for my Facebook jokes, which I know they're bad. I, I, I don't do them on stage. I, I tell dad jokes on Facebook because it makes me laugh. And I told that joke about uh, the Artemis mission getting scrubbed and it meant that um, TLC wasn't there. Just to punish you guys, the joke was, it was funny. People laughed because it was a terrible dad joke. But then when I like got off the stage and was, I think it was you that I was explaining it to, like TLC was a band. They did it, you know, like, and that made people laugh more. And I mean, it was all about the performance of, yeah. Not the joke. None of the jokes were that funny, but it was getting off the stage, getting in your face. You know, like, yeah. um, it was. No, uh, that was yeah. good. I enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, uh, what? How would you describe like your comedy style? And and do you have like another comic or or comedian? Even not even stand up comedy. Like, is there a comparable person that you compare your comedy to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, we're we're gonna talk about that with a lot of people and what what that voice means and some of the uh, some of the better advice that I got is kind of listen to yourself when you are talking um, in in someone's backyard in yeah. someone's living room. You know, that's that's gonna be your most organic and natural voice. And I've always been. A decent storyteller, but interestingly enough, I don't have like a lot of narrative jokes like in my stuff. Like it's, it, I guess it, some of them can be, but yeah. the, but none of them ex- like I've never done five minutes on one yeah story, which a lot of the greats do. Or oh yeah, I, I feel like Segura. Bargazzi. I mean, there are comics that'll do fifteen minutes on one a story. single yeah. story, yeah. yeah, and that's, I think that's wildly impressive, and something that I, I I think I can strive to better and then just either punching this up or just scratch it. Like, how do you know how to keep it kind of thing? Yeah. Um, like Bergazzi's like dead horse bit. Like I, I, I love that. Um, and it, it literally probably just came to him while he was driving and yeah. he saw a dead or in horse. in the shower. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, I mean, he probably didn't see the yeah. dead horse in the shower, but yeah. hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I kind of feel like you do have, you you're not a storyteller, but you do have a, a narrative. You're not a one-liner comic, so you you don't just tell random one-liners, and you have short, you know, like your sloth excursion. That is, 
I wouldn't necessarily call it a story because you're not right. telling a story about what happened, but you're just kind of describing it. It's almost like a mix between observational, like a Seinfeld yeah. kind of observational. And maybe maybe that's why this, I need to yeah. trim like so much of yeah. my fat because I'm not a storyteller. Yeah. And then I feel like some of those jokes land better when I do shorten them out. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not I'm not punching them up as I'm going along. And so that's something I'd like to work on with you. Yeah. With you know, myself. And that's, that's something that these short open mics help with because yeah. you don't have time for all the BS. Even Twitter helps me. Like even one liners can be too long. And so Twitter, now they've expanded it, but at one time it was what one forty or something. Mm-hmm. It was to get a joke across in Facebook. I could just type a big, long paragraph. And then I take that concept and try to do it on Twitter and I've got to shorten it. And, um, we don't have, so I listen to a lot of, Stand up, a couple of stand up. I say a lot. It's just two stand up comedy podcasts. Well, I guess three if Alex's counts, but uh, I don't know if it counts. So Alex is definitely. <laughs> but um, I uh, they talk about writing on the stage, but you're talking about comics that are featuring or opening for somebody. So you're talking fifteen to twenty minute sets. So they have time to tell a story, or yeah. you know, and, and so with a, with a five minute set, you especially if you do any crowd work at all. Like I I did a. When uh, AJ, I'm not going to say her nickname, when she left and we had that big party for her, I did a few jokes about her at the top of my set. But because you only get five minutes, I had to cut a chunk of the set that I wanted to work on Mm -hmm. out. So um, that is a it's an advantage because it forces you to cut the fat out of your your sets. But it's a disadvantage because you don't have that space. For example, Chris Dixon I always feel like he's rushing because he's trying to get seven minutes into a five minute yeah, set for sure. And he's the kind of person that definitely needs a bigger, yeah, a bigger thing. So, um, and I would, when does he move? I would like to, get, I should, think he moves at the end of this month. We yeah. should get him or on. Ne- we should get him on before we, he leaves yeah. just because yeah. he's, he's blown my mind. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So Chris move, moving yeah. from professional magician to semi professional comedian. So we should probably, instead of just named, I mean, at the beginning, it's not going to matter because it's just going to be our friends yeah. listening to it. But uh, Chris Dixon is a stand-up comic who, like Justin was saying, was formerly a magician who had a huge, like he's, it's or he's not formerly, he's still a magician, but now he's dabbling in stand-up comedy. He's got a huge following on, on social media. Yeah. He's He's been involved with some YouTube channels. He's, a, he's an expert or a self-proclaimed expert on forgeries and stuff. So I don't know if he's any good. He, he tells us he's good. So, But uh, um he is a he does it's almost a combination of stand up and a one man show like yeah he's um, so entertaining and so and he's got a lot of energy it's it's a he does you know like characters it it's um it's super funny but because he is he packs so much in there like i said he's he's trying to do like a 5 minute 110 or a, miles you know a 7 hour. minute yeah. of material in 5 minutes and, and uh, it's one of those ones where like if you're not paying close yes, attention yeah. you're gonna miss a couple of jokes because he's going so fast which had a lot of open mics yeah there's a lot of people not paying attention and distractions yeah. and stuff so um yeah so chris you're coming you're yeah you're gonna do, gonna do this podcast you're gonna do this podcast um so do you remember the fir- first joke that you ever wrote or performed i could maybe check my notes but no i don't 
I mean, it's on. It's it's videotaped. Yeah, I can follow up. Well, you're the uh, um, the co-host, so you can if you remember next episode, yeah, we yeah. can we can look okay, it up. Hopefully, and um, then uh, yeah, or yeah. May, that might be fun to watch too. Yeah, for yeah. us to just go through and yeah, we can um, watch that bomb. Finish this interview and stop the recording, and then pull it up and make sure it works, you know connect it to the Bluetooth and all that. And we can uh, we yeah. can I have mine too, so we can. Uh, I don't know where yeah. I need to find it. I yeah. don't know where mine is. It's on some adult website or something. Yeah, OnlyFans. Only yeah. You have to pay $15 a month if you want to watch Justin's first set. It's just 15, 15, <laughs> 15 cents a month. 15 cents a month. Yeah, but it's about the numbers. Yeah. yeah, You can sell one for $15 or three for 15 cents. Like It's done the numbers. I mean, it still doesn't I'm not work in com- it for the comics. Money. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to know what you're in. This is a kid-friendly <laughs> podcast, Justin. So, um, I told you my OnlyFans idea, right? Yeah, about... Uh, just doing oh, uh, at or inter, uh, reviewing fans, yeah, actual reviewing fans. fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you review? Only fans. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> I would I if it was cheap enough, I'd do it just to. I know, but I could. Yeah. I think I can clip it down short enough yeah, to where yeah. just clickbait people. Yeah, that would be good. Know. You could even do it on not even actually do it on it. I mean, it would be more meta if it was on Instagram. I mean, uh, Only Fans, but you right, could even just do it on Instagram. For. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, we're at we're at about a half an hour, which is where we wanted the interviews to go. Uh, before we stop the interview and move into the uh, topic, uh, do you have any uh, advice that you wish you had when when you were started? Uh, yeah don't don't let the don't let the bombs get to you for sure. Because um, one of my favorite stories is killing it at Corky's on a Wednesday. I was like, all right, this is, this is it. This is my life now. Driving down to Austin, doing the same exact set, pacing, cadence to a room of complete silence, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, and so it was very, it was very humbling. And I haven't been back to Austin. since. <laughs> no. Well, I guarantee you, uh, <laughs> if we interview comics that have been doing it more than, you know, you and between me and you or, or you and longer like yeah. a year or two that we're going to hear that a lot because that, yeah. that is I've experienced that multiple times where you, you're doing one set in a in a weekend or, or one week and sometimes it's even at the same venue because there, there are times if I'm working on like a five minute narrative set not just one liners mm-hmm. but there's a narrative to it I may work on it for a couple of weeks and I may be at Corky's in one week it'll kill like I feel like Cause I'm very negative on myself. I'm, I, you know, and so when I'm like, Oh, I had one of the best sets of the night. I really did. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that. And then the next week with a, a decent crowd, same exact set, like you were saying, and then silence as well. So I, I think that is a very common, um, and, and I feel like we can do a whole episode on bombing. Yeah. Uh, but it is essential to being a stand up comic. You have to bomb to, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it yeah, is not to, a, to just yeah. get that thick skin and yeah. know that you're going to, you're going to be okay and keep, keep making it through. Thank you for listening to they said I'm funny. Uh, you can email us at they said I'm funny at gmail.com. You can find our social media on Twitter. You can find us at they said I'm funny and on Facebook search for our page. They said I'm funny. You can also give us a call on our Google voice number Uh, That number is 254-294-8888.
254-294-6032. That is 254-294-6032. And thanks again for listening.